Welcome everybody to the Authentic As Fuck podcast. My name is San. I am your host. So I just want to kind of keep you guys up to date. For the past couple of months, I've been really, really busy. Um, if you know, I started this community called Night Owl, <clears throat> Night Owl Nation. Uh, it's a membership. I've been learning a lot from that. I also moved from New York to Austin. Um, so I've been kind of busy with that. And I stopped the podcast. And now I wanted to bring back the podcast because a lot of the stuff at Night Owl Nation, the, the things that people found most helpful were the ones where we're doing hot seats, where I just coach them through finding clarity and things like that. So that's kind of going to be the format of this new podcast. And every week, I'm going to be bringing on three or four members, entrepreneurs, personal brands, um, all types of you know life coaches, business coaches, course creators, all types of businesses, freelancers. And I'm going to coach them through whatever they're struggling with. So first, I'm going to bring on Hamza. Hamza. Hi. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And... For, thank you for coming. Yep. So let's start with um, like your name, where you're from, and your business. Okay. My name is Hamza Sadik Chima, and I... Uh... I coach people on starting their event management business. And I've been teaching since past five years now. And right now, my idea is like, I have a niche to find that people who want to start their event planning business or <clears throat> want to get trained. Because my story is because when I started, I didn't have any mentor. So I didn't have any training. I didn't know where to get the stuff or when vendors from. So that's how I found the gap and starting my coaching on event management business. But people were coming to me. It's later on I realized that uh, people were coming to me with their uh, other business-related questions like fashion. Uh, they wanted to start a fashion business. They wanted to start a graphic design business. And I was I realized that I was really good at coaching. And that is something that I want to work on is like now I want to expand my uh coaching business into other fields and I want to start, let's say, digital marketing programs, uh, graphic design programs, interior design programs, and I want to open up a school. And yeah, that's where I'm at. Okay, so let's start from, uh, okay, let's back up a little bit. So you want to get out of this this event planning business and do I, this coaching business, this business coaching, like business yeah. school? Yeah. Uh, the thing is, like, uh, my event management business, event planning business is a family business. So I was there for, like, six years. Now I want to take a step back and I am I moved to Canada and I want to do something that is online and it's, just, it's easier for me. Got it. So, okay, let, I just want to get one thing clear. Is it because it's it's your family business that's why you want to do your own thing? Or is it because you're not interested in event planning? I think I'm interested in, still interested in event planning. And I just want to do like maybe what I like. Before that, I was just doing what my, uh, let's say, clients were wanting. But now I just want to do maybe like two, three events, whatever I feel like doing. Because I felt like after one point, it was like, okay, I've done. I'm one of the top event planners. Now what? Now I want to do something else, something that, so what are you going to do once you reach that point with this new new business coaching? 
I I think for the business coaching, I think I think that is a really good question. I want to, after some point in time, I want to do go into movie production, film production, and get into storytelling through, uh, let's say, launch a Netflix uh, series. That is something I want to do, and that I've given myself some time, and right now just focusing on coaching business. So you want to go into producing film because that's yes. your passion like you want to do that yeah like, i want to tell a story if yeah. there's one thing that you like you, you you can do for the rest of your life and you'll be happy with would that be making films i don't think so i don't think that's me <laughs> doing the same thing for the rest of my life i think for me i think i want to just keep on trying something new oh, so you want to just keep trying new things yeah and and at the to... moment it's it's coaching it's business coaching <laughs> yeah at the moment it's business coaching because i okay. feel can like... i ask you why uh i love teaching first i love teaching and i love what i really like about coaching is seeing the transformation and that didn't get me like for event management it's luxury clients and i i wasn't getting let's say much out of it personally but now when i see my students who come from like really underprivileged backgrounds being trained and now earning that gives me kind of like fulfillment okay it's it's yeah. it's you feel like you're helping even like more yeah. than you're making a bigger difference okay yeah. yeah i get that okay so i i just wanted to clarify those things because i wanted to make sure where your intentions are right because there's a very it's it's a it's two completely different business where, you know, like, for example, my business, I'm going to spend the rest of my life trying to fix online education. I'm happy with that. I don't have to do anything else. Okay. That's a completely different trajectory. Then if you're thinking, okay, I'm going to do this for the next three years, make enough money with it. And then after that, I'm going to jump. That's a diff completely different business. You understand yeah. that, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So having said that, what's your uh, struggle? What, where are you stuck? <laughs> Okay, so right now I'm teaching, like, my audience is people who want to start a management business, and mm -hmm. I want to, like, I've been taking, like, I've been seeing all these coaches, and they're saying that you need to have one niche, one program, one offer, let's say they have this specific problem, and to solve that problem, and in order to get more money, to get more, like, to scale you, this to scale that, you need to have, like, a niche, right? For me, the problem is like when I launch more courses, more programs, I feel like, uh, am I gonna destroy that? Am I gonna like, what's like, why people say that? What's the problem in me having this Instagram account and launching more programs? Why do so you don't want to just teach one thing? I feel, uh, I feel there's, uh, yeah, I feel there's a lot of programs that I can offer and. Pakistan, the, my audience is in Pakistan and Pakistan is like youth population is very huge and I feel like this is a big market that could be catered to but I feel like I'm just focusing on a tiny bit and I want to reach out to more people but the thing is you realize that people who want to learn how to design are not the same people who want to learn how to grow social media you know people who want to learn how to you know do taxes <laughs> like these are different people so sure. it's it's gonna it's gonna multiply your marketing efforts do you know what i mean yes 
that's true, but I feel like that's gonna also increase the revenue if I do it really well. And now I feel marketing could be like if I'm doing just paid ads, it could be automated in a way that people can just get enrolled and I can just do email marketing. Yeah, but that's not how it works. <laughs> just because you run paid ads, they're not just going to sign up, right? You, your your program actually has to work. It has to deliver, and it has to. Students have to say, "Oh, yeah, this this is what this program did for me," before yeah. you get there, right? So, what yeah. what's your plan to do that? How how are how are you going to teach? That's different than other courses out there already. I think uh, being more focused on um, like now that programs people have that what I've learned in taking other programs myself is that it's not like the end of it, just creating a community, like community of graphic designers, community of digital marketers. And that's where the learning comes. And that is what I want to do with my programs. But yeah. No, <laughs> you're wrong about that. Community doesn't just because you have a community, they don't learn. Most communities don't learn. I've been in so many memberships, so many communities, and none of them I learn anything. The, the, the reason why, okay, so since you're a Night Owl Nation member, the reason yeah. why Night Owl Nation works is, yes, it's the community, but there's two things that you don't see, like which is number one, all the, the, the small group, the background work that needs to go into building small groups, right? And what most people do is, because I've been in a lot of these places where they do small groups and stuff like that, they'll say, okay, here's the people. Go find the people you want to do small groups with. Go form your own small groups. And go, I, don't, I don't have time to deal with this because I, I need to make this business scalable. Do you understand what I mean? So the problem happens. Here's the thing. <laughs> it's like the chicken or the egg problem, right? Like in order for you to get get to the point where your program actually works, it teaches what it teaches what it says it teaches and people actually feel like okay, this helped me make more money or whatever that is. You actually have to deliver that. But um if you can deliver that, then you're going to make money from it cuz it, it'll sell itself, right? But to get to that point you have to figure out how to deliver that. And that the, what a lot of people right now are doing is these people are not educators. They have no background in education. They never taught anybody before. They're, they don't know human psychology. They don't know anything about incentives and motivations or inspirations. They just want, they just, they just speaking the, the, what they know and think that that's teaching. That's not teaching. You know what I mean? True. I know because both my mom and my sister are professors, and I've been talking to them like every week about this. And the way Night Owl, the reason why Night Owl Nation works is because on the background, starting from me, Gigi, we invest ton of hours to forming these small groups, and we invest ton of hours to to do the leadership training uh, for these groups, and then and then it's it's just all trickles down. So it's not like we just throw in like okay. <clears throat> And that, that's what I wanted to say. The biggest problem right now with these coaching business, course creators, and things like that is that they're all thinking from marketing, 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 conversion, marketing, conversion, marketing. That's all the dollar, dollar, dollar. That's all they're thinking. They're not thinking, how can I actually deliver quality? Because I had the same problems. When I first started the small groups, I was like, oh, shit. 
there's no way I'm going to make money from the small groups. That, this thing is not fucking scalable. There's no way I'm going to make money from it. But we started anyway. Like, literally, I'm losing $40,000 a month doing this, right? Like, spending my own hours. Yes, fine. Okay? But I didn't care because my ultimate goal is to make sure it works. Because once I make it work, then I'll figure out how to scale it. But right now, I don't, like, you don't even know how it works. Like, most of these teachers can't even, can't even teach one student right. How are you going to teach 10,000 students right? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Sure. So what I did with the small groups is we did that. And then right away, first week, we noticed that, okay, here's what everybody's mistaking, making a mistake, right? So what did I do? I came up with a checklist right away. And, and every single day, I spend 90% of my time trying to make Night Owl Nation better, get more students onto the small group, get more students to do assignments. I'm, that's my entire goal. I spend 10% of my time marketing. Sure. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Most people have it the other way around. They spend 90% of the time marketing and 10% of the time improving their product. That's a problem. Do you get it? Yeah. So community itself doesn't do it. It's, it's those other things is what does it. For me, it's worth the investment. Because even if this thing takes five years for me to get there, because my life, it's a lifetime goal. <laughs> That's why it's worth the investment. For, or for you, is it worth the investment? That's the question I want to ask. I think that's a really good question. And uh, I think for me, at first, it was about money. It was about money. But after taking your program and after being in the program, I realized that, oh, this is exactly how it works. This is how you actually take care of a community this is actually how you make sure that everybody is being like heard and that gave me the confidence yes and i i just feel like uh i'll be honest i don't think i can do it i'm not sure maybe yes but i don't think i can do it for yeah. the rest of my life yeah yeah you don't have to do it for the rest of your life but i guess here's what i i guess what i'm saying is that I am going to invest for the next year losing money to make sure that we have a tight program where 80% of the students that join NIDA, you know, actually completes and actually does their assignment, actually, actually improves. Because most times how these courses work is there's about 10% of the people that actually did it and it worked. And that's where all the testimonials come from. The other 90% of the people, it didn't do shit. That's how most of these business courses work. It's not like an event planning course. It's not like a course. Okay. This is something so important. <laughs> a course is not just a course. There's two types of courses. There's a course that teaches a trade, a skill. Like a course that teaches you Photoshop. And then there's a course that teaches you design theory. These are two completely different kind of courses. These courses, yes, go to Skillshare, go to all those like uh, learn how to HTML, learn like those things. Yes, you can learn, but all you're just learning how to type. You're not learning how to write. It's the difference between typing and writing. You can teach all of that shit like typing, all those technical skills on, on here, but that doesn't help anything. In order for you to grow your business, in order for you to actually learn how to write stories, marketing, 
These are much more complex topics. And it requires learning and practicing, st getting stuck. Oh, I got stuck here. And then somebody's showing, oh, you got stuck here like that. Oh, wow. Open my eyes and, get, and then learn again, do more. Get stuck. Oh, wow. That process over and over and over and over and over is how you get better at marketing. It's how you get better at storytelling. It's how you get better at a writer and things like that, right? So these are two completely, you can never teach this <laughs> through just an online course, never. Yeah. That's why it'll never work unless you do it this way. And I guess what I'm trying to say is I am going to lose money for the next year and I'm probably gonna break even for the two years trying to make this work. But once it's at that 80% mark, I'm going to put money into it like crazy and I'm gonna turn it into a $60 million a year business. Because at that point, I can. Once I have, here's the thing. I'm curing cancer. Once I cure cancer, money is not a problem. You think that if I cure cancer, I'm worried about money? <laughs> if I'm the only person who can cure cancer in the world, you think I'm worried about money at that point? No, I'm not. I'm just worried about curing cancer. What most people are doing right now is they're worried about making money. And at the expense of not curing cancer. <laughs> True. So what, what's going to happen? Yeah, you, make, you, you invest this much money, you got this much ROI, and you made that money. Next year, you have to do that again. Next year, you have to do that again. And at some point, that number, the scale of advertising goes like this. When you're trying to get 100 customers, you can get that first 100 customers really cheap when you run ads. But then once you get to 1,000, it, it curves off. And at 10,000, it curves more. <laughs> the higher you go, it becomes more and more expensive. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. So it's that business is just not going to be scalable. You can't sell these type of courses like that. So yeah, I don't know where to go from here for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll think on it, and that's yeah. the reason. Like I, I was like, I need to. I didn't implement it yet. I was like, I need to talk to you before like yeah. jumping into it. But yeah, I would say. One advice I can give you is don't start from the thing. Start with um, the impact that you want to make. And okay. then the product comes next, right? Because the product can be a course, but maybe it's a software. Or maybe it's a physical product. You, don't, you never know what, what that is. And for me, I didn't set out to create Night Owl Nation. I set out to fix online education. And... Because that's my goal, I kept looking and I kept looking. These are the solutions that I found. That's why I say it for the rest of my life. Because at some point, I'm not just going to do Zoom calls. I'm going to have in-person training. I'm going to have a lot of other products within Night Nation that all supports the one goal of fixing online education. Do you know what I mean? So start yeah. with that mission, like, you know, and then... Sure. Okay. And how, how do you find that mission is... The mission will come to you if you stop worrying about it. If you just keep following your heart, like, does it make you happy when you help somebody who didn't know this and you coach them? Then keep doing it. Keep doing those things that you find meaning in it. You keep doing it long enough, the answer will automatically come to you. It's like, okay, this is what I should be doing. This is what I need to. This is my mission. Yeah, I think for me, I think, it happened like that. I think you're right. If I 
I'll be honest, if I have to, if I had, if I not had the financial issues, I would have exactly done that. But for me, oh, there's like this whole pressure to like generate money as well. I would have done it for free knowing myself. I would have given out out for free as well. But knowing for me, like I need the money. So that's why I, that's where the fight comes. That's where it's like, okay, I need to get the money also in and get also the like get also the skills of the people developed uh, okay I, I mean I, I I call bullshit on that but <laughs> because I, I I was broke when I started Night Owl the agency it's just that it's not that it will, it's for like whenever, whenever people say oh yeah I want to do that I want to help people but, it, but it's the money what they really mean is oh I don't want to take the risk that's what they really mean. True. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when I started Night Owl, me and Gigi were like homeless for a year. Wow. Like you just didn't want to, you just don't want to take the risk. That's all. <laughs> but I mean, look at us now, right? So I mean that's I'll end it at that. Um, yeah, I think you got something to do. Maybe you can come back on next time after you've done that. Uh thank you, Hamza. Great to see you. Good to see you as well. Okay. Okay, all right. That was the uh, first one. It was, I think, it was tough for me because I think I, I, <laughs> Hamza, you have a very uh, <laughs> you're in a tough situation. Okay, so next we have Wolf. Hey, Wolf. Hey, hey. Please tell me this microphone is working. It's working great. Oh yes. Your Fantastic. voice sounds like butter. <laughs> hey, that's what we're looking for. How you doing today? Thank you so much for coming on. Um, so let's start with your name, where you're from, and what you do. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. My name is Wolf. Uh, I'm from Chicago, technically currently living in Evanston. I say that for the Chicago folks who would throw shade at me for claiming Chicago and living in a suburb. Um, my current role is I'm running a, an e-commerce consulting firm, and I'm kind of looking for some guidance on that part because I feel I'm a little pigeonholed into a certain type of work or my background experience and my talents are very particular to a certain aspect of e-commerce, which is more the back-end systems integrations. Um, and I am keen to get more into the, obviously the fun stuff, the creative stuff, um, front-end design, brand strategy, all of that sort of stuff. So I'm trying to figure out the smartest way to move myself from Someone's who, someone who's thought of as a systems guy to someone who can be kind of a holistic e-commerce powerhouse guy. Got it. So do you um, you work with servers or do you code? Are you a developer or are you an IT guy? I am actually, so I'm a product manager. So I'm more like the, um, I kind of help with the strategy around the integrations. I actually usually would need to okay. hire a coder to implement things, or they already have coders that I'm working with to implement. So I'm more of like the strategic, here's the best set of integrations and software we can use. Here's how to set it up so it works with the workflows you already have and the people that you have in place. Okay. I'm gonna ask you a hard question. Please. <laughs> Why couldn't the developers just do that themselves? What makes you better at that than them? Mm, that is a hard question. Um, so I've learned that my value is in being able to speak developer, designer, and business person. 
So a lot of developers, they only see like the, the hard facts. They say, okay, it has this feature and that's the feature that we want. So this is what we're going to do. But then when it comes time for the people who are actually going to use the software to get in there, nobody's looked at, well, what's the actual experience and does this work with kind of the day-to-day processes that we're comfortable with? Um, developers are you, also you terrible at right time now? and project management. What's that? So you do that part right now? Yes. So do you work with uh, UX designers when you do that? Uh, I would like to. In my previous roles, I have worked with UX designers. In my current situation, I have not been able to bill a client appropriately to bring on my own UX designer. But yes, I should have a UX designer and a developer with me to effectively kind of scope things. I can do the user research really well, and I can map the workflows, um, the front end section of like the actual wireframes and that I'm not talented with. Got it. What kind of clients do you work with? Small business. So far, it's been um, startups. So, and they're like four to five year in startups. So, they're making north of a million in revenue already. They probably have a team of around 20 to 30 people, and they outsource a lot of what they need to do because they're trying to really focus on their marketing and their product. um, And they don't have like a robust. No, it's a product, product start. So, like, a skincare company is one, um, and an apparel company is another. So got it, retail got it. products. So they're mo- they're all e-commerce. Like- yes, yes. Got it. And you work with the? Uh, do you work with like Shopify or anything like that? Or yes, I'm specializing custom? into Shopify, and then the backend technology I'm most familiar with is Netsuite, which is a very popular. Um, it's called an ERP system, but basically accounting and reporting. Yeah. So the right now the reason everybody comes to you for the tech stuff is because that's if tech stuff will never be out of demand like right right now even though my strength is design more people need me for my technical knowledge than my design knowledge Mm -hmm. because most people don't see the value in design knowledge Mm. because they think they can do it too they think they can sure. hire just designer and do it themselves, right? They don't. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like when people say, "Oh, yeah, I, I want to use this color wall," and like they start designing themselves. They don't know shit about design, interior design, right? Like, but when I say, "Okay, can you can you build a structure with the col- like <laughs> columns to make sure that this house doesn't fall?" They they have no idea. So mm-hmm. that's like the technology versus design. For some reason, everybody thinks they can do design. And yeah. for some reason, even though this is harder than this, <laughs> like, yeah, do you understand what I mean? Yeah. So that will always happen, first of all. (laughs) Okay. Now, if you want to strategically place yourself there in in doing more creative, well, can you give me an example? Like, what do you mean by creative? Yeah. And and just to be clear, I don't want to become a designer, but I think my struggle has been that when people come to you for the tech stuff, they know or they don't think they can do it, but they have a very clear idea of like, this is already the one problem I'm trying to solve. And that's the only thing I need from you. And I'm trying to move more into like the strategic, okay, we can solve this part uh, of your backend. Got it. But that's like, got there's it. so much more opportunity to improve your overall customer experience. And if you we tell, look at this end that? to end. I have not in my working as a consultant, I have not yet found the opportunity to actually get in front of the right people. That's one of the primary issues. I get introduced to the company through like, a director of operations 
And if the director of operations and the CEO aren't connected, right, I don't get the opportunity to get in front of them and say, hey, there is more opportunity here. And the director of operations doesn't want to stick themselves out there and be like, well, yeah, you should go work with our marketing department. They're like just trying to keep it. They're trying to prove they know what they're doing. So they're not trying to introduce me to other parts of the business where I feel I can make a strategic impact. How many clients do you work with? I have had two primary clients thus far. So I'm very new to okay. this. Um, the, the fact that the, the, okay. So there's always this tension between the in-house employee and, and the outside, mm-hmm. <laughs> outside consultant, right? It's almost like they're competing for the job or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yes. so they don't want to, obviously. Like, and, but that doesn't happen in all companies, especially like I, I find that it's hard to believe that in a company with 20, 30 people, there are people like that. Like usually mm-hmm. that happens, you know, when the company gets a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. But here's the advice I can give you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's so many, <laughs> so many. <laughs> okay, number one, I would say, how, how long have you been doing this on your own, getting clients? Uh, nine months now. Okay, you need more experience doing this because. Mm-hmm. You're not at the point where you can demand the type of clients you want. In the beginning, mm-hmm. when I first started Night Owl, for like the first five years, like I had to eat shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And once in a while, I'll work on a dope project, but that's the project I lose all my money. Like I make all the money mm-hmm. here and then I lose it all there <laughs> mm-hmm. because that's the project I did it for way discount or free or something like that because I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I mean? Absolutely. But then here are the bill payers, right? And first five years, I ate shit. Mm. Five years later, we were known like in the personal brand, like the, the top personal brand website company, right? Once mm-hmm. we got there, I still had to eat shit 50% of the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. You would think that at that point where I'm just, I'm turning away 99% of my clients, where I'm just picking and choosing the clients I want, I would be at a point where I can just do whatever the fuck I want, right? Mm-hmm. But no, 50% of the time I can't. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if 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 like Jay Shady comes to me and say, like, do it like this, I'm not gonna say no. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Absolutely. That's that is what ser- service business is all about. If you're a freelancer, if you're a service provider, if you're an agency, your job is to not not to do cool shit. Your job is not to make cool shit. Your job is to make client happy. That's your job. That's your only job, right? So yeah. when when client says, "Oh, make the logo bigger," I'm like, "Um, you know what? Like, because because I I you know because I care about you, I think you know when you make it smaller, you actually see more white space, so the logo actually stands out more." And I explain it right, mm-hmm. and fifty percent of the time they'll they'll be like, "Oh, you're right, son." And from that point out, they'll never ask. They'll never question me again. Once mm. you give them two or three solutions where they make, oh, I never thought of it that way. At that point, they'll never question you again. Mm-hmm. Okay, they just believe you. Now, the other fifty percent of the time, they're like, no, I still make the logo bigger. I, I still want it my way. Then I'll be like, yes, sir, yes, sir, because <laughs> I want to make him happy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's number one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. That's what service business is. <laughs> Number two, um, 
to get there, that's a relationship business. So one of two things. The reason why when clients come to me without doing anything, immediately I earn their trust and things like that is because I was already referred by somebody they trust. Mm -hmm. And not just the, any referral. It's like, because a, ref a regular referral is like this. You go to find your friend and it's like, oh, you know web designer? Oh, yeah, yeah, I know this guy. Boom, boom. That's a regular referral, right? Mm -hmm. This is the type of referral I'm talking about. Who has the best website for personal brand? Okay, Oprah, Tony Robbins. All right, contacted his business manager. Okay, who did your, we who did your website? This is the kind of referral I'm talking about. That's a completely mm -hmm. different kind of referral, okay? Now, yep. when they come to me, and I reschedule their meeting or something like that, they are like, oh, I was worried that you were, you were, you were going to fire us. They were worried that I was going to fire them. Mm -hmm. And But that, you have to build your way there. by. And how do you do it? The first part. You make, you blow away this client so much that they will trust you with their newborn baby. Mm -hmm. Once you get that kind of trust from client, this will automatically happen. <laughs> Do you understand? Me? But it takes time. Yeah, yeah. And and again, the reason why I said you need more experience is because once you do this long enough, you'll know not only know how to do things, but you'll know how to communicate that thing to the right people, which is I think mm -hmm. probably where you're struggling. Yeah, but it's a good thing you're not on nature because that's what storytelling is, right? If you can communicate. The right, like for example, I, I, here, I'll end it with this. I gave you this, I think I gave this example before, but a lot of times when I go into a meeting with CTOs and then CEOs, they'll be like, uh, I'll explain, it's like, okay, we're going to use our MVC framework to build this application. And then the CTO will be like, oh, yeah, okay, um, cool, yeah, that sounds good. And then the CEO is like, oh, I don't mean to sound dumb, but what's an MVC framework? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then, the CTO is like, oh, it's model view. Like they use all this technical lingo to try to explain to make them sound smart, right? And that's because they don't really know. Yeah. Like they heard all the, they read the Wikipedia answer, but they don't really know what it is. So now I come in there and I say, okay, Mr. CEO, this is how MVC framework works. M stands for model, V stands for view, C stands for controller. Model is where all of your data, business data is stored, meaning your, all of your customers, their address, their, all of that, all of your products, blah, 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 all of that. Controller has all the logic. Okay, if they buy from here, give them this discount. If they buy more than this, give them this discount. If they're shipping from here, give them free shipping. Like all the logic is stored here. And view is what the customer sees, the page that they see where they're like, okay, add to cart, boom, blah, and then it goes to controller, model, this is how our MVC framework works. If I explain it like that, it makes perfect sense to the CEO who's not technical at all. And that's how you need to sell it. Because when mm -hmm. you actually sell it like that, this CEO is going to be like, oh, fuck. I, like, I've heard of this MVC framework so many times, but nobody's explained to me as clearly as this guy did. Mm -hmm. you, you want my business. It's game over. Do you know yep. what I mean? Yep. I know exactly what you mean. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Awesome. Thank you so much. Cool. I will uh, yeah. look forward uh, to future helpful. calls. And yeah, yeah, that was excellent. Have a good, thank you. Yeah, man. See you. All right. That was a good one. You're lucky because uh, I actually, I have a background in tech. I, I'm a developer. 
So <laughs> it was a good, good match. Okay, next I'm gonna bring Ankit. Hey, Ankit, how are you? Can you hear me? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, I think I got most of my answer from Wool's question because oh, no. I was in a similar <laughs> place. But uh, just to introduce myself, uh, I'm Ankit, yeah. and I do branding. I'm a brand designer, and I do branding for mental health brands. So mental my health current okay. mental health brands mostly. Mm -hmm. I, I this is the recent niche. I'm from India. Got it. Cool. So uh, I think my problem, which resonated with uh, Wolf a lot, that uh, I don't know how to niche down specifically to let's say. Should I work with personal brands, like people who are mental health coaches who want to create their personal brand, or should who I work with? Oh, go ahead. Please, you're, saying, you're saying something. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. Go finish. Yeah, and another another niche for me would be like working with mental health tech brands, like new startups who are working in the mental health tech. So I'm confused. Can you there. give me an example of mental health tech? It would be like, uh, like design calm. an application. Yeah, calm like and calm? Uh, yeah, okay. the self happy stuff like that. Yeah. And and you you say you're a designer. Brand designer. Yeah. Okay. Who do you work with right now? Uh, since this is a new niche, and I found this through a client which I worked with in the past, and uh, they were mental health foundation. Like they were starting, they had some experience in doing EMDR therapy. And they wanted to make it available to everyone, like create courses around it, how to how any, anyone can do it. So they were creating courses around it, and that was their primary brand. So Got that it. was which pushed me to pick this niche. So it's it, that's more like a personal brand, right? It's a foundation. Like they created a foundation separately, which will teach everyone. I think uh, there was a phase of founder. Yeah. Okay. So what was the qu question and what was the answer you got? <laughs> the question was uh, actually like uh, I'm in that phase of eating shit uh, because I'm <laughs> doing just to uh, make myself familiar with the niche. I'm doing two branding for free, one website for free. And uh, this for the free website, I'm hoping that uh, they will introduce me into the inner circle. Got it, got it. Which I think. Yeah. <laughs> And what's the what's the answer for you want to go after personal brands or tech brands? That's why I'm confused. Like uh, who will have, uh, like who can afford me? And I found this through one of my interviews that uh, the mental health therapist and like the people working in mental health don't have a lot of money. There's a cap, like they cannot charge more than that. It's an hourly cap. And so it's kind of like, uh, it made me think about like, who should I target now? So we target someone who's trying to build their personal brand, but they have no money. So how's gonna that work? I'm gonna tell you my story. Yeah. So when I first started my agency, okay, this is actually perfect because I started out working with big Fortune 500 companies, and then I switched to personal brands. Okay. Um. What I can tell you is this. If you work with Calm, if you work with tech companies, like mm -hmm. in, in that, yes, they have money. They'll, but the work that you're going to be doing is going to be like the most boring work ever. 
<laughs> meaning they already have everything planned all you're there is to just do the, the do the work <laughs> you're not going to actually design anything they're going to give you exactly what you need to design you're just the hands to do the photoshop <laughs> that's it yeah okay but you make a lot of money <laughs> okay so that's the benefit when i work with these companies literally sometimes they'll spend like fifty thousand dollars designing these two pages and then their product doesn't launch and they'll throw it away they don't care <laughs> that's the beauty of working with those companies but you're gonna the work is like it, it's, it's like it makes me want to blow my brains out okay mm-hmm. now one day while i was working with these, these huge fortune 500 companies uh gabby bernstein found me and she wanted to do, redo her website and her budget wasn't as high it was low but i did it anyway and i spent way more time on that project <laughs> than any of my other projects. So we lost, like, again, we lost all my all our money on there, all the money we make from here, right? So what happened was, <clears throat> when I worked with her, I found this new spark. Because when I started Night Owl, we were making some amazing websites, like the craziest animations and like storytelling and things like that. And as time went on, as we started working with bigger and bigger Spotify, American Red Cross, Columbia, like as we work with bigger and bigger clients, they wouldn't let us do any of that. They're like, no, just stick to the basics. <laughs> do you understand what I mean? Yeah. So it, it got really boring and I was like getting depressed until Gabby Bernstein showed up. And I had so much fun working with her that I'm like, okay, this is what I want to do. But then because, because of the experience of, that Gabby had working with me, she, she went out and she referred us like all, all these other huge personal brand clients. And they refer, like, it, it automatically just happened. I didn't, oh, okay, should I do this? Should I, okay, okay. And then pros and cons and then pick. And I didn't do that. And what, what I want to say to everyone, I guess, is kind of the importance of just um, You know, the thing that I talk about, I, I think I've talked about it in Night Owl Nation a bunch of times, but, you know, I, obviously you guys don't have to <laughs> listen to me, but my life meaning, like my life's purpose is to live a meaningful life. It's not like to do this or like one specific thing, it's to live the most meaningful life. And the meaningful life is doing that thing that scares you the most and doing it anyway, right? So, because it, it, it pulls you towards it. So, at that moment, when I was working with this, making all this money, I didn't feel meaningful because it was too easy and I was making a lot of money. <laughs> it just didn't feel meaningful at all. And then Gabby comes in and all of a sudden I felt meaningful. So, I just leaned into it, right? And then we've been, for the last five years, we've been just working with like personal brands. But then when I went on Instagram, I started posting after, you know, after COVID happened, I found that meaningful. <laughs> Do you understand what I mean? So I leaned into yeah. it. So whenever I, I don't go look for things, but whenever I come across that I feel like is meaningful, I lean into it. And that's kind of like my GPS. <laughs> Do you understand what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. So my question will be like, uh, let's say if I want to work with the personal brands on the level of uh, Gabby or Jashetty, so where should I start? Okay, or is this there is an active path to do, to do this? Mm-hmm. If you want to work with people like that, 
what I want you to do is this. Go find somebody who's two levels before them. <laughs> okay? So mm-hmm. this is how I would. I mean, it's, it's kind of superficial. But there's going to be peop- micro, micro influencers that might have like five, ten thousand 10,000 followers, right? And then above them, there's like the medium-sized, maybe fifty to 100,000 kind of people, maybe a couple hundred thousand. And then you mm-hmm. have the ones up here, which is like million and up, right? Yeah. Like I'm just sucking Instagram, right? But the, the way it works is the this is a this mental health <laughs> personal brand world is very small. They all know each other. So, mm-hmm. but then there, so there's a core group that knows each other, and then there's like that group and the outer outer, and that's the same as this level, right? So, for example, this person might know this person, right? They follow them, but this person knows that person too. So when when you when you start working with this person, and you're doing an amazing job for this person, this person is going to be like, "Oh, who did your website?" Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I mean? But yeah. only if you did an amazing job with them, right? And then, one and then once you work with this person, <laughs> because this person is following him. <laughs> They're going to be like, who did your website? And then once you're here, you're done. You're set. Because from that point on, everybody in that network, they're just going to hire you. Mm-hmm. But it's going to take you years to get there. And the first website has to be the most amazing. Like yeah. that first personal brand website that you built for them literally has to be like when anyone, any other mental health personal brand sees that website, they're like, this shit is fucking amazing. <laughs> I need a website like that. That that's how they have to. It needs to win all the awards. It needs to like, whenever see like when I built Gabby's first website, this is what happened. All of these blogs, like design blogs, oh, best personal brand, top ten personal brand website, the the nicest design, most you know, most nice design personal brand website, like or influencer website. Those Gabby was already always on that list because her mm-hmm. website was one of the best out of every personal brand at that time. Do you know what I mean? Because we did like all these crazy shit that nobody else does, (laughs) okay? So once you get that, then from there, uh, oh, I want to tell you something else. Okay. What I always say is this. The, like, Ryan, (laughs) I forgot who, who, oh, I think Warren Buffett, when Warren Buffett went to his mentor and said, hey, you know, I, I want to pay you, like, I want to pay you, whatever, $50,000 or whatever to work, come work for you. And then, and the guy, you know what the guy said? Said, no, right. that, that I'll lose money like that. <laughs> like, you're going to pay him to work for him and they're going to still lose money, right? Mm-hmm. That's how valuable it is to get, to, to, to work for one of these people. So try to make that relationship blow them away always get ask them to put your link on the bottom of their website mm-hmm. because for me that's what happened when i a lot of the referrals that i get and things like that is because they all these people see their website and they're like oh who did their website and they see the link and they can't come to us and also like if you're gonna do branding don't just do logo branding stuff like that like they, they don't really need that shit like these personal brand, what they really need is like sales pages, you know, like storytelling, like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like 
a website yeah. and things like that. Not like, like a lot of them don't even need logos, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah. Yeah. And then once you get in that world, like, uh, oh, last thing. There's a difference between, oh, wow, design versus um, the thing that's actually going to bring you more business. And here's the difference. When you, when you see Gabby's website, her website wasn't like, like or any of the websites that we do, it's not going to blow you out of the water. Like As soon as you first see it, you're like, oh, this is amazing. You're not going to do that. They're like, oh, this is nice. That's it. Okay? Mm-hmm. When people realize how amazing it was, is after usually about after a year. So a lot of yeah. times our, our clients will come back to me after a year and say, Hey son, like I didn't like I didn't even realize that you did it this way because of that. But you have no idea how many customers come and tell me that they were looking for just exactly that. <laughs> right? So mm-hmm. I know their business better than them. I know what their customers want better than them. And when you do when you make a website like that. Every one of their customer that's coming to their website is going like, I want a website just like this because this website sold me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's the kind of, if this website can sell me, then whoever did this website can sell my customers too. That's how they think. So, and those yeah. are usually in the little things. It's, it's, the, it's the little details about this business that I understand that made it like that. You know what I mean? Awesome. And thanks for that. Cool. Really helpful. Awesome. Thanks for coming on. Okay. I think it was great. I think it was, um, this was our first live stream. We're going to download it and uh, put the audio in the podcast, but we're going to be doing this every week, 4 p.m. Eastern. And every, all the guests that are going to be on the show are going to be from uh, my community, Night All Nation. So if you want to be on a guest and get, get, the, get on the hot seat, just join Night on Nation and you can apply to get on it. Thank you, everyone. I'll see you guys next week. Bye.